Welcome to church. Today, I want to share something very brief and straightforward. And I've entitled it, The Sheep, The Shepherd and the Wolf Part 3. This is the third episode. And we'll be looking at the eight types of sheep in the church. The eight types of sheep in the church. The eight types of sheep in the church. Let's share a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, your word is already anointed. I ask that you anoint my lips of clay. Use me to be a blessing to your people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thee this day. May somebody leave here imparted, anointed, filled with grace like never before in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, amen. All right, I bring you greetings from our patron. He extends his greetings. And... Uh, his anointing is here with us. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'll be speaking from chapter 3 of this book, Hunting Savage Wolves. Chapter 3, Hunting Savage Wolves. All we've been preaching about this, this month is in this book. So grab a copy for yourself. This is my copy. And uh, I'm not giving out for rentals. Hallelujah. All right. Go with me to the book of Psalms. Psalm 100 verse 3. Psalm 100 verse 3. The Bible says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Irrespective of whatever you are going to, know ye that the Lord is God. Amen. Whether the lectures are going well or not, know ye that the Lord is God. He's able to turn things around and he's able to work things around for your good. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us. And once God makes you and you become a child of God, you have to understand that you are unstoppable. Oh, are you in church? You have to understand that this month you are unstoppable. This semester you are unstoppable. You will mount up with wings like eagles. You will run over the, the walls and, and, and defeat every agent of depression in your life. Amen. I'm continuing the reading. We are his people. Wow. We are his people. That is exciting. I am God's child. Amen. And the sheep of his pasture. And the sheep of his pasture. We are the sheep of God's pasture. All through scripture, the Bible makes reference to the believer as a sheep. This is not a very pleasant comparison. Because we know that the sheep, they may, 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 may. Amen. But it is necessary for us to be able to draw comparison between the sheep and the Christians. So that we can know what God is trying to speak to us through this kind of example. So the church is the sheepfold of God and Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd and we are his under shepherds. And then also we have some who are under shepherds and some who are sheep. But excitingly, we have different kinds of sheep in the house of God. Amen. We have the fat sheep, we have the slim sheep, we have the tall sheep, we have the short sheep, we have the fair sheep, we have the spotted sheep. Hey, different kinds of sheep or different kinds of believers in the house of God. The first kind of sheep that we can see in the house of God is called the bastard sheep. The bastard sheep. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 15. For though we have 10,000 instructors in Christ, ye have yet have ye not many fathers. For though we have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. 
So in this scripture, we see Paul saying that for we believers, we have a lot of instructors, but we have only one father. In Perez Chapel International, our father, apart from the father Jesus Christ or the father God, is our presiding bishop. But for the bastard sheep, they have no father. They are in church. They are born again. They love God and all of that. But they don't submit to the fathership of any pastor or any shepherd. For them, they refuse to honor the man of God. They see the president as one of the usual guys who brings message to them on a Sunday morning. He's our colleague. We offer the same cause together. They see the pastor as their colleague. They don't see beyond the natural responsibility of the man of God. So the bastardship is not able to benefit from the fatherly grace of the man of God. So even though they are in church, they, are, they, they love the Lord, they are under the covering of the ministry, but they are not able to benefit from the fatherly role that the man of God is supposed to play in their life. They are like the Judases. They don't want to honor the man of God. And if somebody wants to honor the man of God, they find fault with it. Somebody wants to give Brazil 10,000 Ghana and say, ah, it is too much. Reduce the money small. We remember the time that one woman came to break the alabaster box of oil and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped it with her hair. She gave up her glory for Jesus. And then some of the disciples said, ah, can't this oil have been sold and then the money used to honor the poor people? The prophet of God was with them. They think that the prophet doesn't deserve honor. So let's go and honor another man of God somewhere. That man of God is more anointed than our pastor. What a shock. So the pastor sheep has no fatherly role. There is no father figure in their lives. And as a child of God, every believer must submit to the man of God first as your pastor. Then you must also see him as your prophet. Then you must also see him as your intercessor. Then you also have to see him as your father. And depending on the way you receive the man of God, you receive the blessings accordingly. Hallelujah. The next kind of ship is called the hermit ship. The hermit ship. This is the advanced form of the solitary ship. For them, we can also refer to them as the absentee ship. Absentee ship. They don't like coming to church. Hey, by the time you finish this ceremony, you should be able to identify which kind of ship you are. They don't like coming to church. Absenteeism is their lifestyle. Going to church is not normal for them. But being absent from church is normal to them. They love the Lord. They are Christians. But they don't enjoy being in church. This we call the absenteeship or the hermitship. And one of the reasons why they don't really like church is because they hate rebuke and correction. So anytime there is any form of message... The man of God preaches powerfully. And the thing chuk chuk them. They say that the man of God was telling their story. Somebody went to chuk them to Prezo. Somebody went to tell Prezo. That is why Prezo is preaching that message. But if the word of God comes and it rebukes you, you have to know that it is the Holy Spirit that is using the word to rebuke you. So, they come to church one, once in a month. There is a powerful message that hits them. They, they disappear. They don't want to come to church again. They are also in the church. Amen. By now you have, you have begun recognizing your position in the church as a sheep. Now, this kind of people, they appear once a while. Once a while. When you have Lodacomas, they will come. Yeah, they love the Lord. 
they love Lodacomas. They will come for Lodacomas. Or when we bring another man of God, they will come. When they hear that there is a prophet on the poster or on the flyer, they will come and receive impartation and anointing and go back home. The hermit ship. The hermit ship. They don't like church. They love the Lord, but they don't like the presence of God. Hallelujah. When we have socialization and there is food, they will come and eat. Take nice photos. From the day we had Lodacomas to now, there are certain faces I saw in the pictures. Up to now, I've not recognized any of them in church. It's not like they were visitors. They were church members. I called some of them. Come to church. Oh, Brazil, next week I'll come. Don't worry. Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow sharp. We are there. They never show up. They are the hermit ship. Yeah. The next kind of ship we have is called the solitary ship. The solitary ship. The solitary ship. I told you today I'm going straight forward. The solitary ship. We've looked at the solitary ship already. Let's go to the, the wandering ship. The wandering ship. Oh. Wait, let me see. Okay, we didn't look at the solitary ship. Let's go back to the solitary ship. Solitary ship. Psalm 68 verse 6. Solitary ship. Psalm 68 verse 6. Psalm 68 verse 6. It is God who sets the solitaries in families. He brings out those which are bound in chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. The apart says that it is God who sets the solitary in families. As we become born again, we are not expected to be solitary anymore. We are not expected to isolate ourselves from the congregation or the gathering of the Lord anymore. Because God has now set us into a family. As you are here in UCC, God has intentionally positioned you in PCM so that you can enjoy this family. Hallelujah. But for the solitary ship, they like to always isolate themselves from the flock. They come to church. They are regular church attendees. But they like to separate themselves. They don't want attention. They don't want to be recognized within their congregation. Anytime you ask them to do something, they find excuses and then they want to hide. Amen. Some people are smiling. I, I want to believe that they are recognizing themselves. They fear exposure. They are anointed. They are talented. God has graced them, but they fear exposure. And anytime you want them to be handling certain positions or to handle certain roles, they crawl back into their shells. For such people, most of the time, it is because they have an internal problem. Some of them have genuine problems. Some of them were raised up in, in environments where they didn't have the opportunity to enjoy fellowship as a family. So when they become born again and they join the family of God, they don't know how to belong to the family. And for some of them, to, they are being too careful. Because once upon a time, somebody said something in church and they were offended. And because of that, they don't want to associate themselves with any group anymore. Let's go to church. After all, the Bible says that we should go to church. The Bible didn't say that we should necessarily be friends with everybody as in like pair with everybody in that kind of sense. But let's go to church. Let's enjoy the music. When we close, they are the first to exit the building. And most of the time, they are the last to enter the building. Because they don't want attention. When they are around during worship, you will see them. So they will sneak in quietly and go and sit in one cool corner. They avoid church folks. They don't want to have anything to do with church. Amen. Am I dialing numbers? 
For the solitary sheep, they don't even post our flyers. They don't, wear, they don't want to wear BCM t-shirts. Because they don't want to be identified with the church. Amen. They don't share the flyers. Hallelujah. When we say dress down, they are dressing up. When we say dress up, they are dressing down. Like they don't want to conform to what is happening. They feel that they belong to a special kind of like nobody understands, like nobody understands me. So let me just be in my corner. If you're one such person, I pray for grace for you. That you begin to belong to the family. Amen. So now you start seeing them. Now, for such people also, when you meet them outside the church, they don't to relate with you. It's not like they didn't see you. They saw you coming. They saw Prezo smiling. They check out through the right door. Because they don't have anything to do with church. Church for them is in the building here. After here we are done. Forget about church members matter. When I see we, if, you are, if you are my colleague, lecture colleague, we're fine. But church matter, Sunday we'll come and continue the business. Amen. May God deliver the solitary ships in Jesus' name. Now, let's continue. It's getting interesting. Now, there is another kind of ship called the wandering ship. The wandering ship. The wandering ship. Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 6. Ezekiel 34 verse 6. I like the sound. Amen. Put your hands together for the team. Yeah, this morning I'm not shouting. And still I can hear myself. Ezekiel 34 verse 6. My ship wanders through all the mountains and upon every hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth and no one searched for them. For the wandering sheep, they are all over the place. Usually we call them the church prostitutes. Hey, what a shock. Prostitutes in churchism. They have advanced diploma in let's go and see what is happening. So for such people, they immediately they hear that there is a prophet in town or there's a program in town. They are over there. They are all over the place submitting their heads to all kinds of anointing. The Bible says, lay your hands suddenly on no man. Paul wrote to Timothy, said, lay your hands suddenly on no man. Because through the laying on of hands, there is a release or the transference of spirit. But people who wander through the mountains and through the hills, submitting their heads to all kinds of anointings and graces, receiving and receiving, jumping and receiving things, receiving demonic releases. Amen. The vessel that is laying hands on you must be a vessel that is consecrated and set apart for God. Not in the pulpit, but in private life. Hallelujah. Because in the pulpit, it is, it is easy to fake it. Hallelujah. But in the privacy of the person's life, it is not easy to fake like that. So the wandering ship, they have a degree, an advanced degree, in let's go and see what is happening. For such people, they are chronic complainers. They always see something wrong with the church. There is always something they are complaining about. And the music was not nice. And the president was preaching and was sipping water. And then the choir, all the time they have something to say. All the time they have something to say. They never appreciate the effort of anybody. Their pastor is not preaching well enough. 
they compare their pastor to another man of God somewhere that they think is more anointed than their pastor. Wandering sheep. Wandering sheep. Wandering sheep. To them, their pastor is denying them proper food. They think that the nutrition or the preaching of the man of God, see, it's not deep. It's not, because their thing is not rhyming, you know. Because the, the sermon tips are not rhyming. So the thing is not deep. Like, re, there is no revelation in the thing. Yeah. It's not deep enough for them. It's not deep. The deepest scripture is John 3 16. Amen. That is the deepest revelation ever seen released in the Bible. John 3 16 is the deepest. Hallelujah. So all other revelations that people are catching and then they are releasing their own revelations, it cannot be compared to John 3.16. Hallelujah. So if I stand here and I preach John 3.16, I've released deep revelation. Deep things. Deep things. Deep things. Amen. Continue drinking from different kinds of well. Some ones are contaminated. Continue drinking. Amen. Some time ago, I was following one man of God. Looking for deep things. We're going deeper, deeper. It came to a certain time. I realized that the deep thing is no longer scripture. You see, most of the time, most of the time, the deep thing has been philosophies of men. Then they look for scripture to back their philosophy. They don't let the scripture release its revelation. They release their revelation, they look for a scripture to support their revelation. And most of the time, they take the scripture out of context, they twist the thing beautifully. And because the thing is rhyming and it is big English, the wandering ship sees it and says, this is green food. Ah! This is food that my pastor has never said. What a shock! Amen! The wandering ship. The wandering ship. P-A-G-E, let's go and see what is happening somewhere. The wandering ship have itchy ears. They have itchy ears and they are always in search of some gospel that will best suit their lifestyle. For most of them, they are looking for some gospel that will best suit their lifestyle, best suit their belief system. They don't allow the word of God to shape their belief system. They have already developed their own belief system and then they are roaming all over the place looking for a preacher who preaches something that will suit what they believe. Hey. They have itchy ears. They gather unto themselves preachers who preach some gospel to them that will suit their conscience. So any other form of gospel that becomes provocative to them, they reject it. They move one church to another. This Sunday they are here, another Sunday they are there. Now, their church where they became born again and the church where they received covering from becomes a visitation ground for them. They will come and visit and see how pastor is doing and see if everything is still the way it was when they left. If pastor is still sipping the water the way he used to sip it before he... If pastor is still wearing his big trousers like that, then they have something to say. After five years... Eh? Look at this pastor. Look at this man of God. When you go to this church, they position the light. The light is here. And wow. This is PCM. We have our own style of doing things. We have our own criteria of doing things. 
inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is good to copy. But you have to copy to suit what you do. Amen. So it becomes the wandering sheep most of the time they will come. They will come to the, the, the pastor. They will say, ah, you see, so so and so church, they've been doing this, 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 this. Don't you think we should also do the same thing? Amen. Instead of you to see what we are doing and see how we can best do that thing, we are going to lift another thing somewhere. We want to bring it here. Wandering ship. Say wandering ship. Wandering ship. It is getting tenacious here. Now the next kind of ship is called the goat ship. The goat ship. So we are, we are, we are upgrading. Goat ship. The goat ship has the characteristics of goats dominating their ship-like character. And we know that the goats are stubborn, self-willed animals. So when a believer becomes a goat with a ship DNA, because when you become born again, you have the DNA of a ship. But when you put on the character of a goat, they are equally as dangerous as the wandering ship. And even more dangerous. Because these are the kind of people that you see, when you keep goats in, in a fenced area and there is a stubborn goat, the stubborn goat is always looking for a way to go out. And when he discovers the, the, the way out, he will become a mentor to the younger goats. Hey! So, this time, you don't know, go and jump around and come straight, pass through the there, you stand outside, man, 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 come, come, come. Wow! The God ship. The God ship. They don't abide by any rules. They are wild believers, uncontrolled. They have bad temper. There are people who are born again, but because they are not growing, they are not experiencing any growth in their gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit in their lives. So they just became born again. But they are not being transformed by the renewal of their mind. They still hold on to their old system of doing things. The God ship. The God ship. The God ship enjoy chaos in the house of God. They like trouble. When there's trouble, they're excited. The Bible says that we should mark them that cause divisions in the house. Mark them, identify them, and stay away from them. Anybody that enjoys chaos in the house of the Lord is a God. <laughs> it's a God. God, if you like confusion, things are not going well, you are happy. You are happy. You are happy. The God ship. The God ship. Say the God ship. Now let's go further. The next kind of ship is called the Judas ship. The Judas ship. The Judas ship. Amen. John 18, verse 2. John 18 verse 2. For the God ship, you can write Matthew 25, 32 and 33. God ship. Matthew 25, 32 and 33. Then let's go to the Judas ship. The Judas ship. John 18 verse 2. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with the disciples. Judas was one of the chief apostles that Jesus had. He was a bishop. So, when we have the presiding bishop, we have other bishops. So, Bishop Judas, Bishop Peter, Bishop John, and the rest. 
Now, the Judas kind of sheep are usually leaders or people who are influential in the, in the church. And the Bible says, and Judas also knew where Jesus was. They know the manipulations and the way we do things in the house. They know the systems. The Judas, they know the systems. And then now, because they know the systems, they perforate holes in the system and they use that against leadership. Hey. Amen. There are people who betray people. They betray leadership. And then they gather people in secret rebellion. They have developed, because they are influential, they are able to attract people to themselves. And most of the time, people now be, become more comfortable in talking to them than talking to the president or than talking to the pastor. So, their quarters has now become the quarters or the headquarters of discourse of things that go wrong in the house of God. If there is any trouble, Sunday after church, they WhatsApp each other. Did you see the way they were singing today? You see the thing? Then they go and discuss the thing. But when the Judaship appears in front of leadership, he's, he's gentle, he's calm, he loves you. Judas was otherwise he was there. Be the chief financial secretary of... <coughs> Thank God we have a proper financial secretary. Put your hands together for FS. Otherwise, the chief apostle in charge of finances was eating with Jesus. All is well. We go together, they go for crusade. When Jesus Christ sent out the 70 and anointed them, Judas was part of them. He impacted, laid hands on them, go and do exploits. The Judas ship went, laid hands, came back and so demons are subject in your name. Wow. Experience explosive miracles. But behind the back, he was seeing another group of people orchestrating how to bring the leader down. To them, the leader is not anointed enough. They are more anointed than the leader. They have more experience than the leader. Oh, what they are doing? Give me the microphone and see. This thing I present is being nice preaching. Give me my hand. Hey, we are anointed. Oh, we are anointed. Oh, hey, me, Bobby, this. What a shock. You, Bobby, that. You, Bobby, that. That is where you are supposed to be. At the right time, God will elevate who He wants to elevate. Hallelujah. They have problem with leadership decisions and choices. We, are, we have counseled Night with the Stars. If you are not aware, I'm telling the house today, Night with the Stars is not happening. They find problem with it. They gather the, the people that they want to draw closer to themselves. They discuss the thing. You see, President is weak. He's weak. Can't take good decisions. They are like the Absaloms. The Bible says that Absalom stood at the city gates and anytime somebody is bringing complaint to the chief or to the king David, he will listen to the complaint first. They will tell the person, you see, our king is incompetent. If I were the king, this issue, I would have handled this like this or like that or like that. And gradually he stole the heart of the people. Bible says that David won the heart of the people. But Absalom stole the heart of the people. He stole it. It's not the heart of the people, it doesn't belong to Absalom. He stole it. The Judas ship. The Judas ship. Then the next kind of ship. The next kind of ship. If I want to continue, we will not finish. This is a summary. Summary. So I'm giving summary of the whole thing. Hallelujah. The next kind of ship is called the wolf ship. The wolf ship. The wolf ship. Acts 20, 28 to 30. 
Acts 20, 28 to 30. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, I know this, that after my departing shall grievous or savage wolves enter among you who will not spare the flock. Also of your own selves shall men rise, speaking perverse things, to draw disciples after them. Hallelujah. And that is where the title of this book is coming from. It's from this scripture, Hunting Savage Wolves. Now, the savage believer or the savage wolf or the worship is the wildest and the most dangerous kind of believer you will see. They are the wildest. And what they do is that most of them, Paul said that most of them will rise from within you. Most of them are within the church. And some of them are also from outside the church. But for those who are within the church, what they do is that they don't come to church for the word. They come to church for the girls. Yeah. Wolves are wild animals. They eat flesh. Amen. So they come and then they prey on unsuspecting believers, naive Christians. Christians who are now growing up, they take advantage of them and get them in all sorts of moral, immoral practices. The sister was anointed leading worship, doing powerfully. The brother was anointed until a wolf within the church rose up and brought the man of God or brought the the prayer secretary or brought no not this our prayer secretary this, this one is untouchable by the power of the Holy Spirit we deliver this one from every wolf in Jesus name they'll come around there are, there are people usually who, who flatter you they want to make you feel good Today, your, your, your prayer was powerful. The prayer session was even more powerful than the preaching session. The worship was anointed. Today, if you hadn't been you playing the keyboard, like I'm not sure the anointing would decrease. Like the press will not be charged the way it is. And anytime you touch the keys, so, suddenly an anointing descends upon me. Amen. Then your brain is doing you chaka the music. Everything they start in your brain. By the time you see, you are doing impartation service. Impartation service in your room. You are releasing grace. You are releasing grace in the bedroom. You see, this thing that we do, it is God's grace. So It is God's grace. And I thank God that you appreciate what we are doing. You see, the men, and they don't appreciate what we are doing. But you know, the grace is available for everybody that is ready. So you, I'll do special service for you. Meet me at Gasford Field. 11 p.m. You are on Gasford Field doing impartation service. Your hand is roaming in dangerous places. A wolf is after your life. The anointing will deal with Amen. The wolves in the church, they always have financial problems. Every time they are, they are the only ones who have financial problems. Go talk to this one, Charlie. I have a prophecy for you. 
So see me after church. After church, you go. You, you like prophecy. Prophecy! Then they give you prophetic word. I can prophesy to everybody here. Should I start? You see, some of your courses are not going well. But I see you excelling. This semester, the Lord has a word for you. He says that you are going to experience explosion in your portal in Jesus' name. But you see, I have to pray for you and activate the grace of God so that the anointing will hit the portal. And you know, this thing, I have to do some fasting and prayers and all of that, something. So, so, so I need you to gather some money. You see, when you release money, grace is released. So release some money and, re and receive grace. You see the thing? Yeah. You see, the widow had only something small. He gave it to the prophet of God. The prophet fed and was satisfied. And there was a release. So you, don't worry. I know you are a student, so something small, some thousand CDs is enough. We'll manage it. I can negotiate with NJ Gabriel. Everything will source. Yeah. Prophetic. It's called prophecy by experience. Should I, should I try another one? Prophecy. I can see one sister's face right now and tell whether she's suffering from heartbreak or something. Then I'll say, I see, I see the guy that you are dating. He's a dangerous guy. He will break your heart. So, oh, he has already broken my You see, I said it. I said that thing. Wolf Christians. They are in a church. Their main target is to sway the people and deceive them and chop their money. Let me finish this sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. Wolf Christian. When you see them run away. Run. Run. The devil has come to kill, steal and destroy. These are the three primary assignments of the wolf believer. You want to destroy your life. Run for your life. Oh. 15 minutes now, I got 5 minutes. He said, yeah. Hallelujah. So, the wolf believers or the wolf sheep, they like to draw attention for themselves. Now, for the wolf that come from outside, what they like to do is to break somebody's building, pack their blocks, and go and used to build their own house. Wow. So, they enter into people's churches. Then they release prophetic word in the after church, enter. They are not really church members, but they come around, they see you, they give you prophetic word and stuff like that. Then, they invite you for some fellowship. You meet us every Thursday, we meet on Casford Field. After one month, the fellowship, okay, now we'll be having regular services on Saturdays. Now, from Saturday now, we go to Sunday. Then they break somebody's church. They pack their blocks and go and to build their own church. They are dangerous believers. Dangerous be I don't care the anointing on any man of God. Any man of God that comes and deceives you and takes you from somebody's church. Not out of your own will. But out of the person's deceptive strategies. I can do... Experience prophecy, no. I can give. And everybody will disappear from PCM. Then I'll go and start my fellowship at my mama. Yeah. Any, anybody who does that is not a proper bit. When you see them run away, check out for your life. Amen. Now, 
The last kind of ship. I'll be very brief in this one. We've looked at all the dangerous kinds, but now I want to look at the Christ-like ship. Now, the Christ-like ship is supposed to be every believer's target. Alright? We are supposed to become like Christ. And that is why the Bible says that we draw close to him. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 8. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 8. It says that we are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one level of glory to another level. And this glorious transformation comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So every believer in the house, irrespective of wherever you find yourself right now, it doesn't matter the kind of category you belong to. But what you have to understand is that God desires that we be transformed from glory to glory. I see you transforming in Jesus' name. You see, the Christ-like ship is not perfect, but the Christ-like ship is transformational. Amen? When we say somebody is Christ-like, we don't mean that the person is perfect. The person doesn't have it, have it all together. But the person is growing from glory to glory. One level to another. The person is improving. When the person was in level 100, you can see the person's commitment and dedication to the things of God. By the time the person hits level 400, you can see that the person has progressed. That is a Christ-like believer. And that is the kind of believer that we all have to strive to become. They are people who are continually demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit. As explained in Galatians 5.22 and 23. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, I'm not reading that. But they display the fruits of the Spirit. It means that they are gentle people. It means that they are loving people. They do their best to express the love of God that is shed abroad in their heart so that other believers can become partakers of it. And they are the kind of people who remain, who abide. They are actually abide, irrespective of whatever goes on. The Christ-like ship stands with the shepherd. The Christ-like ship doesn't go away. After the shepherd leads them out to go and grace, and all manner of things happen, the Christ-like sheep follows the shepherd back into the sheepfold. And that is the kind of believer we have to become. We have to understand that this is where Christ has planted us to grow. And to such a time that God desires that we should move out of this place, we are remaining. And to such a time that we are sure that this is the will of God for our lives, we move. Whether PCM grows or not, we did there. Whether the music goes well or not, we still come to church. Whether the president, you like the president or not, we move. Because the president is not your choice. Amen. We don't elect our president. We choose our president by the leading of the Holy Spirit and by strategic spirit inspired. Amen. It is my prayer that somebody will grow from level to level. In this semester, we will see your commitments rise in Jesus' name. In this semester, you'll be a Christ-like ship in the name of Jesus. When people see you, they will see the glory of God in your life. What you have to understand is that the Christ-like ship is the one who grazes where the master reserves the best of the, of the food or the, the field. Because the shepherd knows where the food is. The shepherd knows where the still waters are. Still waters because the waters have to be still and calm for the, shep the sheep to drink not running waters. Sheep are not good at drinking running waters. So the shepherd knows where the still waters are. Continue abiding in the presence of God. Continue submitting to the leadership of this ministry. Continue submitting to your pastors in the house. Continue, continue somebody. Continue submitting. And the more you submit, the more the Lord will lead you to greener pastures. I see God taking you from level to level in this semester. 
in the name of Jesus. You will experience growth all around. Your, your CTPA will rise in the name of Jesus. We are not just saying things. We are making declarations that are backed by the heavens. I decree and declare by the unction of God, by the anointing of the presiding bishop, that this semester you will experience growth on all sides. Your finances will improve in the name of Jesus. Your level of assimilation of content material in your study will rise in the name of Jesus. You will experience freedom from every form of depression in the name of Jesus. Until recently, last year, there was some, was it last year that the flood, the flood, massive flood, my room was flooded. I woke up in the morning, the water was somewhere here, my fridge was suspended, my, my, my silver of okra soup was suspended, my banku was suspended. Hey! And until recently, I never recovered from the shock. Anytime there's rains, I begin to shake. Because <laughs> where I get go, now I don't know I go there. They place the water past come, now I don't know I go past come. Until recently, I rose up and said, no, I cannot live, continue living under this fear any longer. If the water comes here, you will scoop the water out. I don't care, I will sleep. And a lot of you, like our sister gave that testimony, God is delivering you from the terror by night. Every terror of the enemy, every fear of the enemy, we break it now in the name of Jesus. We pray a release of God's hand upon you. And as long as the shepherd leads the sheep, the sheep is free from every obstruction of the enemy. The wolf will come, the sheep will chase it away using the rough and the stud. May the Lord guide your feet. May the Lord cause you to increase. May the Lord cause you to rise. In this semester, in this year, the year has, has probably been half already. But this year, God is causing you to rise in Jesus' name. You will go further forward faster. You receive grace to run further forward faster. You are taking on the speed of the horse. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. But listen to me. Make a devotion. Make a decision that this semester you will do a little bit more. This semester you pray a little bit more. This semester you come to church regularly a little bit more. This semester you win souls a little bit more. This semester decide that you will do a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. And as you do a little bit more, God will show up and show out on your behalf and cause you to run over every obstruction in Jesus' name. Rise to your feet, somebody. And begin to worship the Lord. Begin to worship the Lord. Begin to worship the Lord. Begin to thank God. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His grace. Labra go shere bo skidi di bidosa. Oh librande skebede de ro skidi di bidi. Rebede shate skidi di branta balababaya. Repos malakindo shebrekowski di di branta belebebe. Oh, we thank you, Lord. 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 Lakino Shebrendos, Lakina Paradico, Shade Brendo, Zekatoski, Rebebe, Rebede, Shadabe, Zekatosa, Maradico, Shade, Rebedoski, Rantabalababa. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the church give me a believing amen. Oh, put your beautiful hands together. Put your beautiful hands together. And shout, I am a Christ-like sheep. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Can you resume your seats?